0: Five,
1: six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit off.
2: Well, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm Brad Sykes here alongside my good buddy Doug McCary coming to you live from the Salem Center it is october 20th and our good friend taylor who's usually sitting in this seat uh we're praying for his wife right now
1: yeah are Ari? They, they are at the hospital and awaiting their first child and so uh he kind of <laughs> got that call in the middle of the night like <laughs> you, you well, know, well like, not, we, well, he like didn't get you the, and i've had it well you know? he didn't get the call i mean basically you know um she started having signs of being ready and I think uh, now they they're going through that stage that every first parent goes through where you're at the hospital waiting and the baby's not come yet but they're anticipating it shortly so just pray for Ari and Taylor. Uh
2: well when I was here last week uh, filling in uh, while you were in Texas on Monday and Tuesday You know, it's often the case, Doug, we end up having some pretty great conversations either before we go on the air, during breaks, or afterward. And uh, Taylor and I had some great discussions about fatherhood, and uh, I told him to go take his wife for a walk around the block every night. She'd probably have the baby here in the next week or so. (laughs) So I don't know, Taylor, if you you were uh, following my instructions, but uh, well done. We're praying for you guys, and uh, we will... uh, anticipate your return back in the studio but while you're out I'll fill in and
1: uh, Doug good to be with you brother.
2: Well it's good to have you
1: here and uh, you know um, usually this week as we've been talking well yesterday and then uh, even last week you know the last two weeks we've had uh, Dr. Wayne Grudem on on uh, Thursday a week ago and then we had Tommy Nelson on last week we've got Dr. Moeller on this week all three of uh, these men, great theological biblical men who care very deeply about serving God and also our nation and and, and the stewardship that we have and uh, you know you had mentioned that you read did you re or hear Dr. Mueller this morning I talking did. about the soul of a nation mm-hmm. and it was interesting that he said both uh, candidate um, Biden, uh, former Vice President Biden and um, President Trump have both used the term this is, election as is a battle for the soul of a nation, our nation. Now, and he made correctly the point which a nation doesn't have a soul. Uh, it has an identity. Uh, you you know, you can have an identity of a nation, but not a soul. I think that's what they're talking about going forward. We're going to choose one identity for our country uh, that's going to be very clear after November 3rd because it will it, it will be moving forward at a fairly rapid pace if it goes in the direction that uh, some people hope for. I don't think most people hope for that, but um, we talked about two clear platforms. Mm-hmm. I've had more conversations about elections in the last month than I ever remember having about any election. Uh, in my lifetime
2: yeah I, I agree doug it it seems to be <clears throat> um it seems to come out in almost every conversation you have um you know i i, I did uh, i read what dr moeller said and and by the way if you are not familiar with al moeller and doug i know you you and i believe the same thing we, we, we're not elevating these men Mm-mm. uh al moeller um tommy nelson i mean you couldn't get to uh you know, stronger men who know the word of God and are are able to articulate from a political standpoint kind of where where we should be standing. Um, now, we talk about the fact we shouldn't be spoon fed, but the reality is much of evangelicalism, if you will, is uninformed. Mm, yes. You know, they're, they're not uh, really researching the scriptures to uh, determine how they're going to vote, and I, I, that I don't know about you, that's
1: a little concerning to me. Well, it is, and I really, I, you know, I don't know if you've read much G.K. Chesterton. Uh, Chesterton. Yeah. he he quoted him, and I, I I think his quote is worth reading because Chesterton uh, was a very conservative Catholic, but he had some good moral insights into government and. He spoke about British government and American government. But this is what he said about America. And I just want you to think about what's going on in our country right now. He, he said that um, that the distinction between the United States and Britain is that Britain has a state church, whereas the United States is a nation with the soul of a church. And he went on to say that there's two points that make very clear that America is, in his words, a nation with the soul of a church. First, that the American government is absolutely against anarchy. Now, I, I think that there are people within our government right now who that's not true. They will allow anarchy to accomplish a goal. And I don't think that that is ever a good thing. The ends does not justify the means. And I think what we've seen in Portland, Seattle, just the other day, I witnessed a police officer in his car on a video uh, trying to stop somebody who had a torch, uh, a Molotov cocktail at the end of a stick. Tried to stop him, and the guy came back and jabbed it into the car and caught the fire. The car destroyed the police vehicle and almost uh, killed the police officer. Now, what's happened in Seattle And what's happened in Portland and other places around this country, Washington, um, D.C., Wisconsin, it it will happen more and more if one platform gets in power. Because that platform is okay with those things, and it's been very clear. All of these are that particular democratic platform uh, in power. Every one of them are democratically controlled. And Dr. Grudem points out that, uh, Tommy Nelson pointed that out, uh, that that there is a clear distinguishing between platforms. But he goes on to say something else, that the American experiment is founded on a creed. Unlike Britain, where there was a state church, there was a creed, and, and the Declaration of Independence said this, it is God who endowed citizens. All human beings, as a matter of fact, those who are equal with unalienable rights. Now, I think it's important to point out that God, our creator, endowed us with these rights. And he gives us freedom to choose not even to obey him, but that doesn't mean there's not consequence. But God would never sit up there and be pleased in any stretch of the imagination with people who knowingly go against his design, and try to legislate that as a form of government. He has wreaked all kinds of punishment on countries in past. And it's, the Bible's full of examples where people arrogantly and proudly thumbed their nose up at his leadership and his design. And so I think that as a nation, when we go into the voting booth, Brad, we, we have to, like Dr. Uh, Groom said, exercise a small piece of authority as believers in salt and light. And we go in there and we make sure that we are being responsible disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ when we vote. Well, I'm glad to report that I have voted as of today.
2: <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I, I thought that statement that Wayne Groom made last week was powerful just a small piece of power um you know doug obviously the briefing is one of those uh daily things i i've you got me hooked on mm-hmm. and i'm i'm excited obviously to hear dr moeller on uh i don't know if you were able to get on the family florida family council call no, he, a couple that of was weeks grudem ago. and moeller right. grudem and moeller and uh you know they went on for about an hour hour and they could have gone five hours you know and, uh, and and not because I am just super political in the sense that, boy, I love to listen to that. Now, my son Jake would listen to that for 10 hours. Yeah. Uh, at some point, I, I'm kind of like glazed over. <laughs> but, man, those guys are, are so well-read. And these are these are not young men. Um, now, Mueller's probably our age, yeah. but just so well-read. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time we had him on here. What,
1: what do you say, he reads like six books a week? I think so. He is a, he is very well-read. In fact, he just wrote a book this year called The Gathering Storm, which is about our culture mm. and how it's going to impact us. In fact, if you want to listen to him, I think uh, tonight you can go to shepherdsplural360.org at 7 p.m. Eastern, and he's doing a live stream tonight up in Cary, North Carolina, uh, where he'll be there speaking um, and you can get a taste of him but we're going to have him on thursday and i hope you'll join us and uh you know brad he's just i mean i think you've read um his books you know we've i know we've read he, he wrote a book on leadership that was really good and then he wrote another one on the cultural storm that he just has a way even with a briefing every day he delves in like i don't know this morning he talked about you know the beheading over in mm, france and yeah. he talked about how this act of terrorism uh it was a killing of a teacher and how um macron called for kind of a french version of islam right which was really kind of strange and i'm wondering if we're seeing some of that up in the north not northeast but kind of the north up there with you know some of the islamic senators Mm -hmm. or congressmen we have and, uh, when it's
2: like Mueller said, you wonder if people are going to be looking at this, if, if our political leaders are looking at what's happening over in France, hopefully they'll wise up and go, hey, that doesn't work yeah well yeah well i there I, is no american version of islam no there isn't or france it, it doesn't version work of islam. And I,
1: it doesn't work under our constitution no, exactly
2: hey listen glad you joined us you can call us today 844-777-7928 yes it is brad here and i'd love to hear from you if you want to call you can also send us a question at ask at swat com. And uh, if you want to listen to past broadcasts, you know, Doug, I have gotten so into the app. I've been using the app so much to listen to the podcast. So you can download that SWAT radio app and just uh, have a field day. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back.
3: If you'd like to contact SWAT radio, the toll free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls.
1: parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now Right now I'm losing bed stood on this stage Night after night Reminding the broken It'll be alright But right now Oh right
3: now I just can't It's easy to say When there's nothing to me down but what will I sing when
2: I'm to the flame like I am right now I right Hey welcome now. back to SWAT radio Brad and Doug here back together again for a repeat performance oh, and yeah. uh, I wanted to, yeah I'm so glad we have uh, these volume controls in the <laughs> studio because a song like that needs to be cranked up. Steve, I probably should have let that one run for a little bit. That's such a good song. Love it.
1: Isn't it good? You know,
2: people, uh, you you had mentioned on the break, uh, we were just talking about politics a little bit, and, uh, you know, I, I came to the realization that we've got a candidate who may win the presidency and never have come out of the basement, mm-hmm. never have really been challenged on anything. Now seems like uh, eight years ago, or excuse me, 12 years ago, that a certain president was not challenged on a lot of things that really should have been challenged on. Of course, that tends to be the media that we have today. Uh, somebody asked the other day, you know, how I was going to vote. Well, I mean, I'm very open about how I'm going to vote. I could certainly say Republican, um, although I don't know if I'm Republican. I think I'm just conservative.
1: Well, you know, well, I think I told you that, uh, my wife (laughs) who, uh, usually, you know, on Facebook or any social media to get into religion or to get into, uh, politics is a very dangerous thing to do. But, um, Lori put something out that I thought was very good yesterday on social media she got like 200 comments, and, and people were responding, some not so nice. And I, I just want to summarize what she said. Basically, she said, I'm voting for a platform, uh, a platform of God-honoring principles, um, um, acknowledging that uh, our current president is not perfect that he's not a perfect man. He can be abrasive. He, he, you know, what what he's done some things in the past, uh, as we all have. And like so- Tommy Nelson said last Friday, we're not electing a Sunday school teacher. No, we're voting for platforms. And she talked about Vice President Pence. I've always viewed Pence as the Daniel in the administration, the Nehemiah in the administration. You know the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the administration. The Joseph in Egypt. He's—I've always viewed him as uh, the stabilizing part mm. up at the up at the administration. And I, you know, I remember when he selected Pence four years ago. That was what solidified for me, <clears throat> even because because President Trump didn't have a record really at that point. He just made some, but now he's got some accomplishments. Um, the 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 court and other stuff and boy I tell you watching the media watching the disinformation that has been put out uh, across the board uh, and I'm not talking about person like Joe Biden lying or President Trump lying I'm talking about the media and corrupt politicians what they are doing is criminal it, it is. really is it's criminal. And we have allowed this to go on, and it's crazy to see it. And as believers, we need to be praying um, uh, what, what my friend Richard Cooper, Pastor Panavida Press, Prez, described, and Tommy described it too, as precatory psalm prayers. These are that the plans of the enemies of the gospel will not succeed, that God will thwart them. You know, I was reading yesterday, Brad, about Elisha. God's servant, who after Elijah left, it said that there were some young boys taunting him. Well, first of all, for young boys to be taunting a prophet of the Most High God, it was that that meant probably either one, they weren't part of that God chosen people, or they were, but they were like Korah who rebelled, Mm -hmm. or like Dathan, who rebelled. And so they started taunting, and you know what? It says Elisha called down a a curse on them, and bears came out and mauled them, 42 young men. Mm. And you read something like that, and you read the Psalms of David, how he prayed, that God would thwart the plans of the enemies of the gospel or the enemies of God's people. And I just want to encourage you, if you're out there listening, there is absolutely nothing wrong with praying that God would thwart the plans of the enemies of the gospel, that he would thwart the plans of the enemies of God's word. Who are, who? There, There is a clear distinction between platforms, more than I've ever known in my lifetime, yeah. And I'm unapologetic about saying that we have to go into that voting booth, um, really as believers, and that's who I'm speaking to. If you're a if you're a uh, person out there who's a pretender, poser, uh, this isn't for you. If you're still trying to make up your mind, you, then you know you, you one you don't have the Holy Spirit in you if you're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> but if you've got the Holy Spirit. I ask you to pray and ask for God to lead you as you go into that booth. One guy texted me earlier today, and he wrote in Jesus' name. I just want to say that that is not a good option. Jesus is not here in the flesh. He's here. He's in the heavens interceding for us, and he has put us here as he did the disciples to be his influence in the world. And we have a chance in this country because of God's sovereign um, unfolding of his plan to go into a voting booth in a couple of weeks and to exercise a little piece of authority and salt and light in the world. And so if you write in a third-party candidate, if you write in anybody, there's two platforms. There's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and their platform, and there's President Trump and Mike Pence and his platform. And that's it. And so uh, we're not going to beat this dead horse. We're going to get into Hebrews. But I just, my wife wrote that you have to ask these questions, and I think they're good. What is the person's agenda for America going forward? I mean, you got to look at what they've stood for and, 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 you know, Vice President Biden said clearly last week he is for transgender rights with zero discrimination, talking about a eight an eight-year-old old girl, yeah. year old, right? And, and, they, he, and Kamala Harris is further left than he is on that and more radical. In what direction are they going to take this country? Are we going to be put in jail for preaching against homosexuality, preaching what God's word says? Are we going to be put in jail for... Taking a stand as believers on what we will or will not do when the government instructs us to do something that we feel violates our biblical conscience, um, toward the principles of, are these two candidates their platform taking us towards scripture or away from them? That which should shape our vote. And and Lori wrote that very eloquently, and uh, she says, if I cast my vote on anything else. I wouldn't be able to vote at all as no single human being would be qualified to lead.
2: Yeah, I'm actually looking at it, and it's – I'm going to share it – 189 comments as of right now. So just – this was what I kind of responded with. I'm going to vote for the most pro-life candidate. I mean, everybody's got their thing, but I'm going to vote for the most pro-life candidate because God hates the shedding of innocent blood. Is there anyone more innocent than the, the, the child in the womb? Uh, I'm going to vote for the most pro Israel candidate because scripture says that God blesses those who bless Israel and curses those who don't. Uh, This isn't Republican or Democrat. Just think about this. I'm going to vote for the most pro debt reduction candidate because the borrower is servant to the lender. I'm going to vote for the most pro work candidate because God says if a man won't work, let him not eat. I'm going to vote for the most pro-marriage candidate because God is for marriage as defined in Genesis chapter 2. Yeah. Might want to go read that. I'm going to vote for the candidate who most closely believes government's purpose is to reward good and punish evil. Go read Romans 13. And then I'm going to vote based as close as I
1: can on God's word. Second Timothy 316. Well, uh, one of our listeners, uh, one of our SWAT brothers just uh, sent in Psalm 58. And um, and I'm just going to read uh, from three on, the wicked are estranged from the womb. they go astray from birth, speaking lies. They have venom like the venom of a serpent, like the deaf adder that stops its ear so that it does not hear the voice of charmers or the cunning enchanter. O oh God, break the teeth in their mouths, tear out the fangs of the young lions, O oh Lord, let them vanish like water that runs away. When he aims his arrows, let them be blunted. Let them be like the snail that dissolves into slime, like the stillborn child who never sees the sun. Sooner than your pots can feel the heat of thorns, whether green or ablaze, may he sweep them away. Then the righteous will rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He will bathe his feet in the blood of the wicked. Mankind will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous. There is a God who judges on earth. And you know, as a nation um, we have a chance in two weeks to go be an influence. And, and I just, I think we as believers need to go in and we need to represent the platform that most represents where we want to see America go. And if you want to see it go into anarchy, this is my opinion. I mean, based upon what I've seen observed over Mm -hmm. the last couple of years, uh, if you want to see it go away from God and, and and more secular, if you want, I mean, not just in the sense of philosophy, but actually in enforcement and legislation, is what I'm talking about. Then, then you know, then vote for the platform of um, President Vice President Biden and Kamala Harris because I think that's where they're going to lead us. You
2: know, Doug, do you feel like I feel like people are voting? I, I know people who claim to know christ and love christ who are voting for that ticket for the biden ticket yeah and i think it's a genuine dislike of trump they're allowing their dislike of a person to guide their voting not scripture Mm -hmm. very conservative
1: no no, i i i think so i i think it is a dislike of trump and but we don't vote personality. Exactly, we vote on a platform. Exactly.
2: Well, we'll come back. We'll come right back and jump into Hebrews. Glad you joined us. Call us at eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Email us at askatswatradio dot com. If you've got a question for us, we'll bring it up on the air. Join us uh, when we return.
0: My destiny, the crowd was shouting, crucify, could have come from these lips of mine. The dirty shame was killing me, it would take a miracle to wash me clean.
2: Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes here with Doug McCary coming to you live, and we are glad you joined us. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and, uh, you know, we, we seem to every, you know, every uh, episode that we do this, we end up talking about some things that are going on in the world, and I think, you know, that's important. It's important to know. I think we can get busy in our day, and, you know, we're not, we're not a news program, but we are wanting to have a biblical view of how we see things going on in the world. And I think it's important that we spend some time talking about that. Obviously, we are in Hebrews. We're in Hebrews chapter 12, which this is a great little uh, – we're looking at, what, four verses? Is that about right?
1: Yeah, we're we just looking at four verses this week. And yesterday we looked at verse 1, uh, that God calls us to run our race according to his plan. And, you know, you had said you were training for a marathon And we talked yesterday about if you're going to run a marathon, you don't just wing it. You don't just say I'm going to show up on race day. You you train. You have a plan to train. You know, you've got a schedule. I remember even when I was going to do the river run one time. You know, and I think what's that like, 15 miles? The river run? Well, it's. or, is it fifteen? I don't. An, I don't know. I, yeah, I, you may be right. Maybe nine, it's, it's a fifteen k. That's a nine, what it is. Yeah, fifteen yeah, k. Yeah, yeah, it's so nine miles. Nine miles. Yeah. But it has the bridge in it. And right. There was a training thing. There was a plan. We talked yesterday about how the Christian life is a faith race. It's a marathon. It's not a jog. I mean, it's it, it, it's not a sprint. So you have to plan, and you go. Well, how do you plan your life? I mean, well, you have to go according to his plan. Mm -hmm. He tells us how to plan, how we should run our race of faith. And it's in his word. And so um, he he starts off in verse one, you know, he said, therefore, and he's talking about all the things we covered in chapter 11, all these great examples of people who've run their race of faith. They were witnesses. The word there was the word we get martyr from. And, and then he used the word "agona" for race, which was agony, and we talked about that yesterday. And he says to endure, you got to run with perseverance. That's really the thing. And when I think of a long race, Brad, like the river run or a marathon or a half marathon, some of these ultra marathons these guys run, you you have to endure. I mean, you just persevere through it. You really. You can't plan for everything. You can't plan for bumps in the road or you can't plan for cramps. You can train as best you can, but you got to run according to God's plan. And that's the thing is, he he lays out in verse 1 how we should run our race and he gives two pretty clear practical instructive words. One is we got to put off every weight that's And I think specifically, we talked about that being legalism uh, and tradition. Uh, you can't bring all the stuff from your past. When you start following Christ, that's when your faith race begins. You can't begin the faith race before you're a your believer. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. And then once you are a believer, you start that race. And he says, throw off the weights. And, and even in Galatians 3, he says, are you so foolish to think that you started with God's grace but now... Through your effort, you're going to get there. No, um, I love what Tommy Nelson says. He says there's no natural born faith runners. <laughs> and none of us, right. no, none of us are natural right. born. Like your daughters, um, I don't know about your boys, but you told me one time. I think your daughters were just natural born swimmers, right? Mm-hmm. They just they still had to train, but they sure. just they had a gift yeah. to be yeah. able to do it. I couldn't swim. I mean, I, I struggled to swim in the Marine Corps. I had to swim a mile in flight gear but i was never a big swimmer i right. mean i could do a little but your daughters swim i mean they swam competitively one of them at an olympic level sure. mm-hmm. and and so but there's no natural born faith people right who are faith runners we so so we need the spirit and so we have to put off all of our legalism and tradition any human stuff we got to trust god to help us get through. And then he says, put off the sin. And I think specifically he's talking about unbelief and a hard heart. And we said practically that sin is always acting in unbelief. Whenever we sin, any sin, we're acting like we don't believe God and his word. And Jesus always believed the Father. And and I think it's Colossians 3 where it talks about Jesus and who he was. Or maybe, I'm sorry, Colossians 1. We're going to get that tomorrow. But today I really want to focus in on verse 2. And God calling us to run not only according to his plan, but to his purpose. When you ran that race or when you were training, I'm sure there was a reason you wanted to run it. I mean, you just didn't go, wow, I want to run this. It's to prove something to mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. Uh, to prove something to somebody else. Maybe it was just a, a you know part of your bucket list. But what's our purpose? Why do we run the faith race, we, we have to think about that because that really gives us motivation uh, as we're going along to endurance, but it also helps us direct our attention to where it needs to be, to the finish line. Because if if we're not running for the right reason, instead of looking toward the finish line, we start looking to our circumstances. Instead of looking toward the end and completing, we look to the circumstances that say, you know what, I I just can't do it anymore. Hmm. And that's what happens in the Christian life. A lot of times people start the faith race and instead of looking toward the finish line saying, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, they go, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it with this going on in my life. And you and I both have talked to a lot of people Whether it's been in their marriage or they're with their children or whatever, they just kind of punt, they give up. And so we have to run looking ahead to the finish line. So what is our purpose? Would you read the passage 12, 1 through 4? And I want to comment on verse 2 specifically when he uses the word looking. As to our purpose. But go ahead and read that passage.
2: Yeah, I'm reading from the New American Standard. So, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you may not grow weary and lose heart. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. So
1: in verse 2, in your translation, it says, fixing our eyes on Jesus and the ESV, it says looking to Jesus in the Greek. That word looking or fixing your eyes. It's the same thing. It's a verb, a present active present tense, active verb present tense means it's going on right now and it's active. It's not passive when it's active. It means that the person that the verb is relating to is the one acting. If it's passive, it means something outside of that person's mm-hmm. causing that action. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's saying looking to. We're in partnership with Jesus. We're in partnership with God. And as we run our Christian faith, we fix our eyes on him as we, as, I think of, I think it was Jehoshaphat. I think who said, and I think it's Second Chronicles, he says, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Mm. And we have to fix our eyes on Jesus. We have to look ahead to the finish line, the target. It says that Jesus is the founder and the perfecter. That, that phrase there means he's like the pioneer. He went before us to show us exactly what it looked like when you run the faith race um, with your eyes where they need to be on the finish line the whole time jesus was on earth he knew where he was going remember he t- kept telling the mm-hmm. disciples I'm going, mm-hmm. cross, I'm going to cross i'm going to the cross i'm going to the cross now you and i we don't necessarily know where god's taking us but we knew do know we're going to jesus i was at a meeting the other night and i was a couple of my board guys were there and i was talking about swat and i was talking about things and you know, I said there was never been a—I mean, there's never been a plan except for God's plan. I just know I'm following Jesus. I'm keeping my eyes on Him, mm. and that's what keeps me going. You know, uh, Philippians two, Paul says to hold fast to the Word of Life. Well, who's the Word of Life? Christ. It is Christ, and and he goes on in Philippians three. He says, "Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on." Forgetting what lies ahead, I'm looking forward to the end. I'm looking toward this thing. So we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. And um, you know, Second uh, uh, Timothy two eight says this. And Paul's telling young Timothy as he's struggling to lead a church, he tells him this. And I know we got go to go the break, and I think we got a call. But Paul says to this Timothy, as Timothy struggling, Timothy, remember Jesus Christ. This is Second Timothy two eight risen from the dead, the offspring of David is preached in my gospel, for which I'm suffering, bound with chains as a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. In other words, the reason that we endure the pain is not necessarily for the prize at the end. It's for those people to see and to receive what God wants them to have in eternal life that haven't yet bowed their knee to Christ. Mm. So that's our motivation. I know we got to go to break, and we'll come right back.
2: Well, I appreciate you. You gave me a whole new view last week, so glad you're joining in. We're going to take a call when we get back. If you want to call in, call 844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Go to SWATradio.com. Check us out there. We'll be right back. Just let that one go. But I'm just a nobody. Doug, you're a nobody. hate to break it to you. Not that you didn't already know that. But glad you joined us here at SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here back together uh, for a day or maybe two days as Taylor is out. His wife is uh, giving birth today. We're praying for her, Ari, and uh, Taylor, and the whole Johnson family. So uh, what a great addition that's going to be you know doug i was re- looking at this text in hebrews 12 too, keeping our eyes fixed on jesus as you said kind of the pioneer the perfecter of our faith and i'm thinking about what is what is distracting me mm-hmm. w- what is what is causing me to have a, a you know to be distracted <laughs> I, I have this habit i don't know if you do you've ridden it with me before but um I am a very um, when I drive, I'm very aware, I'm very observant. Vicky would say I'm very, I'm, I'm so observant, but I can be too observant, and uh, I'm one of these guys. Go, did you, you mean, see that? Is
1: that distract? not there a distinction between observing and distractions? <laughs> yes. She's being gracious.
2: So, so I'm one of these guys. Will be driving down the road. And something will get my attention, and I'll turn my head, and I think first, it's no big deal. You know, I can keep this this, uh, car moving in the same lane, but for some reason, as I turn my head, my shoulders turn and my hands turn just slightly, and you begin to get off course. Mm -hmm. And I think about this verse that so often, as believers, we can be very distracted. You know, it could be politics, Mm -hmm. for that matter. But we've got to fix our eyes on Christ. I don't want to go in too deep before we take our first call of the day, um, and I'm sorry it took us so long to get around to you. Uh, Mark, are you with us still, brother? Yeah. Hey, welcome yeah. to SWAT Radio. What's on your mind?
0: Uh, uh God bless you, first of all. And um, you. But yeah, uh, so we know uh, one of the pagan holidays is uh, coming up uh, with, with Halloween, and then you got thanksgiving and and christmas um so one of my things was mainly with halloween and then like christmas like with my family because i don't really celebrate christmas with my family so a situation would be like for like me if i had like a friend if i if i want to take them to the amusement park Mm -hmm. or whatever but i don't i don't dress up in costumes or or none of that i just go on the roller coasters uh for that and i'm just walking with them at just, I'm just walking, I'm walking with, you know, it's like, if you want me to walk with you with the spiritual war, warfare, then cool, but if you want me to dress up and stuff like that, no, but like on oh, roller coasters, okay, I'll, I'll do that. But now, uh, on on with the Christmas side, like my mom, she keeps saying, well, yeah, man, your sister's saying we can have a Christmas tree in the house and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm trying to tell her, I'm like, the tree that you, you worshiping a tree god. Like if you really go back into it, you worshiping a tree god and all that decorating the house. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not touching it, but on that, but for me, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite for me to go to an amusement park. But if I'm not dressed up, am I just as bad or, or am I just, or am I like neutral? I'm just walking with, with that person, uh, to, because they're uh, having tribulation with their uh, spiritual warfare. I'm just trying to be that, be in the gap, like be God in the gap of whatever they're, because it's not really focused on Christ, but I'm not trying to preach to them because I don't want to deflect them off. But I can dress regular and be regular. You see what I'm saying? But when it comes to like decorations in the house and stuff like that, nah, I'm not I'm not a part of that. And, and, That's my, that, was, that was my question.
2: I think it's interesting. Uh, oh, yeah interesting conversation mark and and you know I think whatever if God is uh you know if if you have a conviction not to do something uh, I think you you have a obligation to not do that you know whether it's Halloween or it's Christmas trees or whatever that might be Doug I don't know how you feel about that I I've often felt like there are certain things that uh my wife and I chose to do. Not because our neighbor was doing it or because somebody at church was doing it, but because we prayed about that and felt very convicted not to do it. Now, I didn't – we we all have a tendency to become judgmental in that area, and we can – we have to be very cautious about that. It doesn't sound like you are, but I can tell you I was because – that's just kind of my
1: nature and so i've I've never liked halloween i mean i liked it when i was a kid and i got free candy right but then people started doing really dumb things and putting bad stuff in candy and people got concerned and you know so then churches started trunk or treat and Mm -hmm. you know alternative yeah, yeah fall festivals and stuff and here's the thing i've actually gone out mark before with neighbors is a way to try to build a relationship around the neighborhood um, remember jesus doesn't look at the external as much as he looks at the internal and I, I think i think as you do whatever you do whether you go to an amusement park or whatever you do to be with people i think i think jesus would be around people he's not gonna go into a strip club i don't think i i think he would not go into an immoral place but i think he would go maybe and go out, like you said, and just try to be an influence to people. And, you know, uh, and be honest. If people ask you why you're not wearing a costume, say, well, I don't just I don't want to do that. I don't. And tell them why. And I think that's exactly
0: then, 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 if he, Yeah, Doug, then they'll say, well, why are you out here? I say, well, no, I'm just, hey, I'm just neutral, man. I'm not here. If I was out here preaching then y'all would probably try to find no, me you tell them like if they say that, why I'm you're out
1: here? here say I'm out here because I love you and I just want to be with y'all yeah. you know I yeah. think I think that's okay yeah I think that's I agree well, i, I and,
2: then, and,
0: and, and, and doug another thing it, another thing that I learned within maybe the past year like when people say happy Halloween or Merry Christmas <laughs> or whatever i no i don't I don't say it back i don't I don't say it back I, I'm serious because it and then right there. That kind of lets them know psychologically. Like, hold on. It says Happy Halloween, or you know, or you say, Oh Happy Halloween back. I don't do that. I, when someone says Happy Halloween or Merry Christmas, I say God bless you. It's like, What you talking about? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It took a while. Though. I'm, I'm not. You know what? Because I had to, I had to hear it from someone else from another pastor when they told me they said, No, don't even say it back. Because now you're giving them the invite. To make them know like you celebrated too i just say god bless you i'm talking like when well, my mom said merry christmas i said god bless you
1: you could say curses you. on you no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that <laughs> i'm just playing
0: yeah, but, no, but um but not they uh, i appreciate y'all uh giving me a second opinion and um look forward to the zoom call you know on thursday start uh,
1: yeah i'm, I'm glad you jumped on there last week mark it was good uh good to have I you mean, on there
0: and, uh, with, with everything with COVID and stuff, like, like I said, it's not like with the military background and stuff like that. I, I, I like to listen to it and, and certain on scriptures when, you know, it, it kind of, I said, it makes sense. I need something because I was, like I I was judged by one of my churches when, uh, when they just, cause I was coming straight off of work. I don't know if I offended them when I was in uniform and, uh, when they took, they was just being prejudiced towards me. I didn't really argue with them. And, uh, but, but see, they, they celebrate. They're kind of like a seven-day ladder. And I'm not trying to talk behind their back, but you know, it's like they believe in Christ's on Song Home. That's the only thing on my mind. I still, to this day, I'm not. It's not my. It's not my place to judge, but I just can't say it. I'd rather say Amen. But everything else that they taught me about the uh, the, the uh, seven feasts, of, seven feasts of God, I, I agree with that. But when it came with all that, I don't know. But um, but yeah, that that that's my thing. So now I I just listen to y'all and uh, 100.1, you know, and, and try to live God the best way I can. And with uh, Taylor, with his dad, he also influenced me with the sports chaplaincy mm. too. I, I've been I've been looking into that. But we see with those type of programs, you know, they ask about references with other churches, mm. and uh, sometimes you know they might they might reject you based off whatever the other church said. And you really did nothing wrong. You was just trying to get all the knowledge that you can to, you know, focus your eyes closer on God. But you can always go back and write a pill. And some people say you don't really need a theology degree to get closer to God. You know, it, it was just one of my things because I always liked sports. And then when I heard Taylor's dad, when I looked him up, I said, dang, man, mm. he wasn't really a pastor. But, you know, he did the sports chaplaincy uh uh-huh. uh-huh. i was like man i i, I, I want to do that it's you know, good stuff one of my gifts it's good stuff yeah. hey mark
2: we're good we're gonna be good to have you on the air. thanks you for know? calling yeah. brother and uh call us back okay
1: All right. yeah yeah, All right. yeah. God thanks bless. mark we'll Word. see you thursday yeah wow you know time just goes I know. Goodness we're gracious. already into our time you may need to invite me back tomorrow <laughs> well but. yeah so we can uh, go this but i want people <laughs> to remember those questions you asked you know why are we running and mm-hmm. where are we looking? I mean, we got to keep looking to Jesus. And you know that that that's that's just not a cliche. It, it right. is it is a it is a real instructive word from the Lord. Look to Him. How do you look to Him? You read His Word. You know the Gospels. You read them. You see God on display in His life as He ran His race of faith.
2: Yeah, I, and you brought it up last week. What happened to Peter when he took his eyes off Christ? As he's walking on the water, he began to sink in Matthew 14. So I know you'll kind of get into that tomorrow. Doug, good to be with you. You too. And uh, Steve, thanks for keeping us in line, buddy. Uh, If you want to join in, uh, I mean, go to SWATradio.com. Download the app. Seriously, it's a great app. And uh, we can listen to it at twice the speed. Doug, you sound (laughs) really good at that speed, by (laughs) the way. Whatever. Mark, thanks for calling. And... uh, Join us tomorrow SWAT uh, Bible Studies, uh, tomorrow morning and tomorrow afternoon. Yes, sir. All right, Doug, take care, buddy. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
3: If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to swatradio.com.